Hey guys, we're finally back. Kyle Burrell's unedited uh, podcast, episode number 43. Pushing the mock draft back one podcast. I want to make sure I set it up really well. So we're just going to get into some. We'll mainly try to talk about NFL at the end. Um, do I? I do have a lot I want to go over in Maywise. Um, this, you know, this dude told me on Twitter. We're just talking about icons and legends of sport, and he said Conor McGregor is not an icon or a legend of the sport. So I'm going to come back with my reasons why he is the ultimate and the most legendary figure and fighter of all time. Then we'll do. We're going to go through some upcoming fights. Um, basically, uh. The fight this weekend and then through February. So we'll go through, we'll highlight the fights. And then we'll get, I'm going to go into a fight I want to see, or a fight in each UFC division I want to see in 2022. And then five other fights that I really want to see. And then the fight I want to see Conor McGregor return to. Then we're going to go five bold predictions for combat sports in 2022. Three levels of bold, borderline bold. So, you know, it, it's it's not like it's it's a decent chance it happens. Straight straight up bold, just regular bold, three of those, and then one over the top bold. Then we're going to get into some overreaction or not. I got six NBA, six NFL. Then we're going to get into some NBA, uh, NBA headlines and discussions. Top six MVP rankings, top six rookie of the year rankings, and top 12 uh, team power rankings. Then we'll get NFL, uh, the biggest question in each wildcard weekend game, a team in each conference that surprised me and disappointed me, and my top six MVP rankings. <coughs> and then, you know, maybe, maybe, if, uh, maybe if I got time, I'll just do, I'll do a live mock on here as we're doing the podcast live. Then we're going to get into games and spreads and my full predictions for the NFL playoffs. So, okay, he told me Conor McGregor wasn't an icon slash a legend. Um, I was going to spend a decent amount of time on this. I'm recovering from the reason why the podcast wasn't out last week. I had COVID. So, I was pretty down for the count. So, there was no way I was getting out. So, first one back off COVID. First one of the new year. I haven't done one in almost a month now. I took time off, you know, family stuff going on. And then, Got a little COVID after my birthday, on my birthday, around my birthday. Um, but yeah, let's see. He brought more eyeballs to the sport. More casuals watch the sport and more now than ever because of him. It has made the, He has made the UFC bigger. It's, it's bigger overall because of Conor McGregor. Next, the greatest rise the sport has ever seen. What was it? Two, three years in? Undisputed featherweight world champion. Fought Chad Mendez on two weeks' notice with a torn ACL when Jose Aldo pulled out with a bruised rib. Beat Chad Mendez. Knocked him out in the second round. Then KO'd the best pound-for-pound fighter at the time, Jose Aldo, in 13 seconds. The only UFC featherweight champion ever was Jose Aldo until Conor McGregor KO'd him. Had the single greatest title fight performance ever versus Eddie Alvarez, in my opinion. Un- went went untouched, unfazed. He was dominant. 
went 10 rounds of the greatest boxer ever. One rounds. In my opinion, won four or five. You know? Became the first fighter in UFC history to hold two belts simultaneously. Champ champ. That's Connor. All these people that run around saying, I want to be champ champ. Connor started that. You're welcome. After two years out, comes back and fights the hardest, fights the toughest matchup possible in Khabib. The worst night, the worst, the worst matchup, a nightmare matchup. Wins rounds off them. After two years out, injuries, coming in with a broken foot. I mean, never shied away from a challenge. Fought anyone, anywhere, anytime, any weight. Nate Diaz at 170 pounds twice. Injuries. Against Poirier the second time. Led to a broken leg. The third time. The third fight. Khabib. Broken foot. Still fights him. Marches him down. No one did that. No one does that to Khabib. No one just pushes forward against Khabib. No one backs Khabib up. Has him running backwards. Connor did. And most of all, he made this a mainstream sport. Whether you like it or not, he brought... He's, he's made this sport. Whether anyone likes it or not, Connor Barry's made the sport. Go ahead and debate with me. You ain't changing my mind. He's changed the sport. He is the most iconic and the most legendary fighter to ever compete. Let's get to some upcoming fights. This weekend, January 15th, you got uh, fight cards terrible. You got uh, Giga Chikadze versus Calvin Cater. Could be a title eliminator bout, especially with Max Holloway now getting hurt. Then next weekend... Oh, no, that is, that is, yeah, that is this coming weekend. Let's get Chikadze the 15th. UFC 270 on January 22nd. Co-main event, uh, flyweight champion Brandon Moreno versus Davidson Figueredo for the flyweight title. Three, the trilogy. And then the main event, the big one, undisputed heavyweight title about champion Francis Ngannou versus interim champion Cyril Ghosn. Uh, then about a week, then a week break, a weekend break, and then it's UFC Fight Night 200, February 5th. Sean Strickland versus Jack Hermanson in the middleweight bout. Then that next weekend, another pay-per-view, UFC 271, which they're still filling out, really, uh, but uh, great three fights on there. Derek Lewis versus Ty Tuivasa, heavyweight bout. Jared Cannonier versus Derek Brunson, number one contender bout for the middleweight title. And later that night, champion Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker for the middleweight title. Weekend after, UFC Fight Night 200, February 19th. Johnny Walker, Jamal Hill in the co-main event. Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Fazayev. In the main in the main event at lightweight. Weekend after that, UFC Fight Night 202, co-main event, Jarzinho Rosenstruck versus Marcin Tybura in a heavyweight slugfest. And then the main event, a huge one, possible title eliminator here as well. But Neil Darius versus Islam Mahachev at lightweight. So let's get into it. A fight in each weight class I want to see in 2022. At women's strawweight, I want to see Whaley Zane versus Ioana and Jacek too, and I heard it's very likely. April, May, you're probably going to get Whaley Zane, Ioana too. That Ioana said if she's not coming back for a title, it better be big. That's big. Women's flyweight, Valentina Shevchenko versus Talia Santos. She just dominated uh, Joanne Calderwood, I believe. I think it's going to take a couple fights, but I want to see that fight. Women's Bantamweight, 
I know she just lost, but I still want to see Misha Tate, Holly Holm 3. Um, yeah, even over Peña Nunes, to be honest, yeah. Uh, women's featherweight, Kayla Harrison versus the winner of Juliana Peña Nunes. I think which that, I think if Nunes loses to Peña a second time, you're going to see her take a step back. And maybe even retire. And then Peña goes up and fights Harrison for the vacant 145 title. Flyweight, Manuel, Manuel Cape versus the winner of Moreno Figgy 3. I love him. I love Cap. I love Cape. I think him and Moreno Figueroa will be one of them be exciting. Bantamweight, TJ Dillashaw, Jose Aldo. We'll see. Because now the Aljo Sterling fight, it's rumored that they're not going to, they do not have the headliner for March 5th. They're moving Aljo Sterling and Volk versus Korean Zombie to April. So that tells me, are they doing Poirier Diaz in March? That's what that would tell me, at least. Um, featherweight, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Giga Chikadze, which Chikadze wins, gets likelier. Lightweight, Charles Oliveira. <laughs> this gives it away, huh? Charles Oliveira versus Conor McGregor. Um, and that that is what I... Um, I either I had it so I gave a couple options for Connor. Hold on, I'm just gonna respond real quick here. Okay, so I had Charles Oliveira versus Connor McGregor. Um, at lightweight, which I hear is very likely. Um, and then I had. Connor to fight Charles Oliveira, Nate Diaz, or Poirier upon return. At welterweight, Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal. That one's easy. Middleweight, Israel Adesanya, Sean Strickland. I just want Sean Strickland to fight for the title so bad. I think it'd be sick. Light heavyweight, Anthony Smith, Dom Reyes. And then heavyweight, probably everyone's wish list, John Jones versus the winner of Nganu Gan. Five other fights I really want to see. Kamara Usman, Hamzat Shemaev, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, Brian Ortega, Yair Rodriguez, Leon Edwards, Vicente Luque, and Korean Zombie versus Dan Hooker. Let's get to the bold talk. My five bold predictions for combat sports in 2022. Three levels of bold, one borderline bold, three straight bold, and one over the top. Borderline, Nate Diaz boxes Jake Paul in 2022. Straight bold, I got two champ champs in 2022. Valentina Shevchenko and Israel Adesanya. So Valentina Shevchenko becoming champ champ one, Israel Adesanya becoming champ champ two. I think uh, what's going to happen is Peña's going to beat Nunes. <clears throat> Oh, but then Pena Pena fighting Kayla. But Kayla could have a fight in between. Still doable. Um, and then Israel deciding to become a champ champ. I think he ends up fighting Yuri Perjoska at the end of the year. And then my last straight bold, Sean O'Malley will be ranked top five in the Bantamweight by the end of 2022. 
in my over-the-top bold, Conor McGregor will win two fights in 2022, and one of them will be winning the lightweight title. Boom. Overreaction or not, NBA edition. Memphis is a legit title contender. It's a slight over. It's a slight overreaction. I don't think they're legit still. Actually, no, it's just an overreaction. If Kawhi comes back, the Clippers are title contenders this year. Not an overreaction. If he can come back six to eight weeks before the season's over and get right, they'll be scary. LeBron is the best center in the NBA. Definitely not an overreaction. Plug LeBron at whatever position you want, and he becomes the best player instantly at that position. Bulls have put themselves in the elite of the East. Not an overreaction. They have for sure. Lost the Mavs last night to screw my parlay, but, you know, shit happens. Kyrie only playing road games will hurt the Nets. I'm not sure because the reason I would normally say if this, let's just say COVID isn't a thing, right? And we're just playing normal. Everything's normal. And Kyrie was only like playing road games like during normal times. Yeah, I think it would hurt. But during this times, lineups are getting switched so much. I don't think so. That is an overreaction. Joel Embiid should be frontrunner for MVP. Not an overreaction. The drama surrounding the Bucks will be too much for them to overcome. Me and my brother talked about this. I think it's a... It's... Slightly not an overreaction. I don't think the Bucks will make the Super Bowl this year. But I don't really want to say it's because of the drama. I think it's more because of the injuries. Okay, so the drama surrounding the Bucks will be too much for them to overcome. That's an overreaction. They'll, they're fine for the drama. The drama's fine. They'll figure that out. They'll get over that. I think it's the injuries. If the Cowboys don't win at least one playoff game, Mike McCarthy should be fired. Not an overreaction. This is Rodgers' last good chance to win a Super Bowl. I mean, he's 37. He could play like this another five, six years, I think. Not no, I think that's an overreaction. Chiefs will walk through the AFC even though they don't have the one seed. You know, man, I've been on the Chiefs so hard saying how they're just going to kill everybody they play and they just don't, except the Raiders twice and the Steelers once. They do play the Steelers. I'm going to say it's an overreaction. I do have them in the Super Bowl, but I think it's an overreaction. They won't walk through. Titans are definitely the Chiefs' biggest threat. Overreaction. We'll get to that in a bit. A non-division winner will make a run to the conference title game. So that'd have to be Cardinals, Niners, Eagles, Raiders, Patriots, or Steelers. That is not a non-division winner will make a run. That is not an overreaction. That will happen. And we're going to get to that here in a bit. NBA, LeBron playing unreal. Can he turn the Lakers season around? I mean, they're 21-20. and 20. Um... Tab, see what the Western Conference standings. I believe they're sitting in. I don't know. Mavs got hot quick. Real hot. Lakers sitting in seventh. Two. I mean, a game. A game out from five. You know. They'll be fine. LeBron's playing ridiculous ball. Yeah, I don't think Espanol is going to... I had Espanol today. Minus one and a half. Uh, La Liga did not look like they are going to cover for me. 
Okay. But yeah, LeBron's playing unreal. Uh, should the NBA pause the season? Absolutely not. Let's not. I mean, come on. Why? Why would we pause the season? We've already gone through this again. We don't want to go through this. Everyone's getting Omicron. Let everyone get it so it passes through everybody. Has Franz Wagner been the steal of the draft? Yeah, it's him or Scotty Barnes. I mean, they're both incredible. I'll go with Franz is, though. Clay scores 18 on 7 of 18 shooting in return. Warriors beat Cavs. Yeah, Clay looked good. I mean, he looked really good out there. Uh, I want to see him do this for a long period of time again, though. You know, get back after it. Kyrie dropped 22 in his return. Nets beat the Pacers in his away game return as he cannot play at home, but he did have a really good game. He looked phenomenal. Here are my top six MVP rankings. At six, DeMar DeRozan. Unreal season he's having. At five, Steph Curry. At four. Oh, shoot. I didn't change this. Okay, hold on. I talked about this with some people, and then I didn't end up changing it. Okay. Steph's not in my top six anymore. DeMar DeRozan, six. Nikola Jokic, five. Kevin Durant, four. LeBron James, three. Giannis Antetokounmpo, one. And Joel... Or Giannis Antetokounmpo, two. Joel Embiid, one. My top six Rookie of the Year rankings. Chris Duarte, six. Josh Giddy five. Cade Cunningham, four. Scotty Barnes, three. Evan Mobley, two. And Franz Wagner, one. Uh... Let's get a math. Uh, I did not actually. They gotta be out. I just think Utah Jazz are so overrated. So here are my top 12 power rankings. I had to adjust one team because they got hot here lately. So at 11, the Denver Nuggets. At 12, the Denver Nuggets. At 11, the Los Angeles Lakers. At 10, the Philadelphia 76ers. At 9, the Dallas Mavericks. At 8, the Miami Heat. 7, Utah Jazz. 6, Memphis Grizzlies. 5, Milwaukee Bucks. 4, Chicago Bulls. 3, Brooklyn Nets. 2, Phoenix Suns. 1, Golden State. I feel like my top three hasn't changed in forever. Bulls, I just had them overtake the Bucks. They're on, they're pretty they're looking pretty good right now, so I had to have them overtake the Bucks for sure. NFL time. Here we go. Yeah, this will probably be a shorter one today because I got some stuff I gotta do and the national title starts and we're gonna get into the national title. This will still be at least 30, 35 minutes, but because I'm still gonna do I wanted to do two rounds. I might just save it. You know what? I'm just going to save. And we'll go over, I'll go over some bets, prop bets too, that I have for the game tonight, and then we'll talk about who I'm taking. Um, I'm going to save the mock draft for the next podcast so I can dive into it more. I don't want to go live and try to speed the process of let me break it down because I want to go two rounds.
So here we go. The biggest question in each wildcard weekend game. Can the Eagles' poor defense do anything to slow down the Bucks? I have a hard time believing they will after watching what the Cowboys did to them too. I mean, I think the Cowboys' offense is better than the Bucks, but I think the Bucks they won't score 50s. They'll score 30s, though. Can the Cowboys not pull a Cowboys? Damn, I hope so, man. I'm going to be so upset. I haven't watched the Cowboys playoff game in a while. I've only seen three wins in my lifetime, I think. Three playoff wins in my lifetime. Love to see another one. Can Matthew Stafford get over the hump? I think so. I think he will get over the hump. I think he'll get his win. Can the Steelers somehow make it a low-scoring, ugly game versus the Chiefs? Because that is their only way to win, and I don't think so. Can Sean McDermott not let Bill Belichick coach circles around him? I think so. I think he's going to hold his own. I think he's going to hold his own in the coaching department, and I think they'll be just fine. They're hot. They're hotter right now. Patriots kind of on a slump a little bit. And the last one, Raiders pass rush versus the Bengals poor O-line. I think that's going to be the key to that game, is that pass rush of the Raiders versus Bengals O-line. A team in each conference that surprised me and disappointed me. Surprised me, the Eagles. I had them finishing third or fourth. I had the Redskins actually making or finishing second. I had the Eagles finishing third or fourth this year, so big surprise to me. Disappointment, team that I picked uh, was my dark horse Super Bowl contender, Minnesota Vikings. Big disappointment for me. Surprise for me. Um, I think I had the Steelers going 6-11. and 11, So that is a surprise, but I also don't think I had the Raiders very good either damn i need to go dig those up and go over that so i can go over that in the next podcast oh oh do i do have it here we go so i had the raiders see i had the raiders finishing seven and ten so here we can go over who i had making the playoffs i had let's see how right i got it oh see i got i actually got a six out of the seven correct in the nfc Bucks, Packers, Cardinals, Rams, Niners, Cowboys, and then I had the Vikings. In the AFC, uh, <laughs> I only got the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Titans in. I had the Chargers, Browns, Colts, and Ravens. So you can see there'd be a ton of disappointments for me. Um, you can go... I wouldn't surprise the Raiders, though. Especially at the, when they were 6-7. and seven. I thought their season was over. No doubt in my mind, I thought the season was over. Um, disappointment, you can go a lot of ways. Chargers, Browns, Ravens. I went Colts. So bad. That's so bad how they finished that year. Top six MVP rankings. I got Joe Burrow at six. I got Matthew Stafford at five. Cooper Cup at four. Tom Brady at three. Patrick Mahomes at two. Big gap. Aaron Rodgers at one. So let's get into games and spreads. So games... I'm 175 and 79 and one. I'm picking every game each week. I'm also picking every game against spread. Went eight and eight and picking the spread last week. 56 and 45 overall this year. I just smacked my knee. All right, so let's go and let's go predictions first, and then we're gonna go into my full playoff predictions. I think yes, we'll go to my full playoff predictions. Um. NFC side, two-seeded Tampa Bay takes on seven-seeded Philadelphia. Break down a little bit each game, too. Let me get a drink real quick. Okay, so for Philly, 
Obviously, Hertz is going to play. O-line's going to play. Um, they'll be better than last week. I actually think I might I might adjust score a little here. Um, still going to have it a 10, point, 10 or more point game. I had it at 20, though, but I'm going to go a little lower than that. I think Tampa, it's, if, if Philly's going to pull off the upset, this is the time to catch Tampa. No Lenny, no Goblin, no Antonio Brown. It's your time to catch them. I think that Eagles defense is just not good enough, though. And so I like the Buccaneers here to win this 34-23. I think Tom throws for 303. Tutties. Gronk catches one. Evans gets one. And we'll, we'll, say, a, we'll say another one for Scotty Tuhati. Scotty Miller gets one as well. And then I'm going to say uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell gets a rushing touchdown. Hertz is going to have an okay game. They'll kick three field goals, though, and that'll be the deciding factor is they'll get held the field goals. And the Buccaneers win 34-23. On to the next one, the Dallas Cowboys, who are the, <coughs> the three-seed, taking on the six-seeded San Francisco 49ers. Um... If you, if you go down the list and compare, let's say quarterback, give the edge to the Cowboys. Running backs, give the edge to the Cowboys. Even, I guess you count Debo as a running back, I guess. I don't know, so I guess maybe it's Eagle or maybe it's the Niners. Receivers, definitely us. Um, Cedric Wilson's massive. He's, he's unbelievable. I think our defense has more talent. I think our defense has more playmakers. I do think we turn the ball over at least. I think we'll turn the ball over once, but I think they'll turn the ball over twice, and that'll be the difference in the game. Cowboys 31-24. Garoppolo throws a pick with under two minutes left, and the Cowboys seal it. Next, the four-seeded Los Angeles Rams against the five-seeded Arizona Cardinals, who are one-on-one against each other this year. This will be played in L.A. If the Cardinals were to beat the Seahawks, they would actually have home field this game. I think uh, it's going to be a pretty, pretty even matchup again. Uh I think it's going to go back and forth. I think the Rams will have the ball late, and they're going to score a touchdown. Stafford's going to deliver and show he can play big-time football. And the Rams get it done 27-23. Now headed to the AFC, Chiefs-Steelers. I don't have it as bad as last time. Oh, yeah, I guess we could check the lines, huh? NFL wildcard playoffs. Football. NFL wildcard playoffs. So what are the games we went over? Tampa right now is currently minus eight and a half. Cowboys are minus three. I'm buying down though on some of these. Chiefs minus 13. Rams minus four. Bills minus four. Raiders plus six. I'm definitely buying down. I haven't made a parlay yet on that. Um, We'll see though. We'll definitely get to it. Okay, so Chiefs, Chiefs, Steelers. It's just Chiefs are just too good. And Big Ben's 104. Um, 31, 31, 17. I think I'm actually I'm giving the Steelers more, more props than I think I should. I think it's probably like 31, 7, but we'll go 31, 17 to be nice. Bills, Pats, like I said, I think the Pats are just not 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 clicking right now. Not clicking at all. Um, I don't like the way Mac's playing. Defense isn't really playing the best. I think Bills get it done 27-17. Bengals at Raiders. Here's my first upset. 
I'm going because of that pass rush, that that D line of the of Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr is going to throw for two touchdowns. Jacobs is going to rush for one. Renfro and Zay Jones each catch one. Raiders win 30-27 in advance to the divisional round. So before we go to the divisional round, like I said, I've bought in some points on my spreads here. Vegas plus six and a half at Cincy. Buffalo. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. What a Buffalo at? Buffalo's at four. Buffalo minus three and a half versus the Patriots. Buccaneers minus seven and a half. Actually, you know what? I'm confident. I'm keeping that one eight and a half. Dallas Cowboys minus two and a half. Uh, I would honestly, if I could get an alt spread and buy the Chiefs up to 13 and a half, I would just do that probably because it's 13. Chiefs minus 13 and a half. And then Rams minus three and a half in the wild card spreads. Now here's the rest of my prediction. Head to the divisional round. Packers, Rams. I got Packers 31-23. Bucks, Cowboys. I got Cowboys 31-27. Titans, Raiders in the AFC. I got the Raiders with another upset 27-24. Chiefs, Bills. I got Chiefs 28-24. Conference titles, Packers, Cowboys. Cowboys 30-28, and Chiefs-Raiders, Chiefs 35-27. And then in the Super Bowl, the Dallas Cowboys win it 31-28. All right, all right. So let's go to this thing. Okay, so a little uh, teaser I got tonight for, or a little uh, five-team parlay, uh, same-game parlay, Jamison Williams. So Jamison Williams, last time he played him, had... 184 yards, eight catches, two touchdowns. So I'm going Jameson Williams, 100 or more yards. Jameson Williams, at least two touchdowns. Bryce Young, at least 300 passing yards. Stetson Bennett, over one and a half passing touchdowns. And Bryce Young, over two and a half passing touchdowns is what I'm going with. Also, do have a college, I uh, got an NBA teaser and a college basketball teaser tonight, too. Um, Espanol, do not believe they got it done. Um, big shocker. Not pulling through. I thought I looked at the thing and you know, I was like, okay. I think Espanol gets it done. They lose two one today. I got him at minus one. I took him. It was like plus two fifty to get a minus one and a half. So winning by two or more. Well, that was a bad. That was a bad gamble. Um, okay, so let's get in. We're not gonna bet. Call it. We're not gonna bet NFL yet. We're gonna wait till that gets closer. Um, national championship. Alabama. It's back up to three. Alabama plus 120. Um, you know, I was thinking about, because I think Alabama's going to win this game. I do think Alabama's going to win this game. What if I got Alabama an alternate spread, alternate lines? What if I made Alabama a minus three favorite? <laughs> That would be interesting. But I think the right thing here is to take the Alabama money plus 120. I like the first half too, Alabama. I like Alabama in the first half too. Can't multiple. Mm. I think we're just going to ride. Or do I lie bet? 
What do we ride here? Alabama? I think you ride Alabama. We're riding Alabama. Got it. We're riding Alabama. Let's go. Roll Tide. I got Alabama tonight. I'm going to say, let's go 38 30. 38-30 Alabama. They won by eight tonight. Great game. It's going to be a great game. 38-30. 38-30. So there's all my NFL picks. There's my pick for tonight. We'll be back. I'm going to be, I'm actually leaving to go to Kansas City Friday. Be there to watch, hang out with some friends, watch, going to watch a football game and stuff. And then next week, be back with a loaded podcast, diving into way more things. You know, MMA's coming back in the full swing, so you've got much more to talk about. That's why today's a little bit of a shorter one, but I wanted to get one out there. Um, yeah, Spaniel, I'm not getting it done. Um, but yeah, I know people are going to say, you really have the Cowboys winning all. I do. I believe the Dallas Cowboys wholeheartedly they're the most talented team in the NFL. And when they play together, they can get it done. And I think they will play together and they will get it done. The Dallas Cowboys will win the Super Bowl this year. Um, but yeah, everyone, good luck tonight on your bets. If you're betting Alabama, let's go. If you're betting Georgia, I'm sorry. Talk to you guys next week. Peace.